Hello, everybody, and welcome to SUL, episode 16. Tonight, coming to you from the marvelously pretentious city of Carmel, Indiana, but one of the great breweries in all of the Indianapolis area. We are at Beer Brewing, and I'm sorry I said we. It's just the number two seat today. Our host is off taking care of some personal business, and so he tossed all the good stuff over to me and said, hey, make it work. So that's what I'm out here doing. It's Trogue in the number two seat. Nobody in number one tonight. And we're going to go through and see what you might have missed this week, see we've got what we've got coming up, and talk a little bit about um, the tournament. So we'll get right at it. This past week, a lot of adventure. Um, there are only three teams that uh, had a good week this week. You could probably guess two of them. One of them, of course, would be our beloved Kentucky Wildcats. We'll talk more about that later. Another team was one of my personal favorites so far this SEC season. That's been the Arkansas Razorbacks. They had a great week. But if I gave you the rest of the league and you had to come up with the third team that had a great week this week and is the hottest team in the Southeastern Conference, who would you say? Well, if you would just say the Fighting Frank Martins of South Carolina, you'd be correct. Those guys are on a four-game winning streak. They have really improved their position. Right now they find themselves in a uh, cockfight, if you will, with Alabama for the number five spot. So that's going to be interesting to see where the Gamecocks end up shaking out, rolling into the NCAA tournament. Keep your eye on them. Now, they do have a very tough schedule uh, the last three games. That's right. There's only three games left in the Southeastern Conference. And the Gamecocks have to go to the aforementioned Alabama Crimson Tide on Saturday. They get a break and play at home against Missouri for senior night. That is on Tuesday, and then they close the season at Auburn. So, yes, they're in fifth spot right now. Are they going to stay there? Saturday will say a lot. Because um, more than likely, whoever wins that game between Alabama and South Carolina on Saturday is going to lock down uh, the number five position. I, that's not a real out-there statement since they're both tied for a fifth right now. But, hey, stranger things have happened. Let's talk about the front runners. You know, Tosh loves us to talk about those. So not a lot has changed since we talked last week. It's still the same four front runners led by the Auburn Tigers. Uh, they did – Auburn lost to uh, Florida last week, and I'm going to circle back on that later because that's a point of extreme bitterness for me this week, but I'll explain why later in the last segment. So Auburn, the Cats, of course, are at number two. Arkansas is at number three, and Tennessee is at number four right now. There's a three-game gap with three to go between those four teams. So more than likely, things are not going to change uh, with, those, with those top four. It's the next group of six where things get interesting. 
between eight and seven and six and nine, not counting Texas A&M. <laughs> so you got Alabama, South Carolina, LSU, Florida, and Mississippi State. So that group of five is battling uh, in that group there for a mid-pack position. Nobody in that group is going to end up playing on Wednesday. It goes back to A&M and Vanderbilt to see who's going to play on Wednesday. Right now it's A&M, but um, Florida has a date at Vanderbilt. So that'll be that'll be an interesting game. Vandy plays very tough at home. We've, we've been saying this all year. You never know what you're going to get with a Jerry Stackhouse coach team there at Vanderbilt. So we'll see if um, the Gators have something for them or if uh, Vanderbilt can uh, pull the upset. You know, Tosh mentioned it last week. Florida, going into the Kentucky game, they were not fighting for their tournament life yet. They may be now. So that's going to be a very dangerous team when the Gators head to Vandy. One interesting stat that uh, has stood out the last couple of weeks, the last couple of Saturdays, is that home teams in the SEC are 6-1. and one. So if you're playing at home on Saturday, things look pretty good. Now, in fairness, three weeks ago, home teams were 3-4. and four. So, what, you know, if you're going to lie, lie with numbers. And, you know, numbers can help you tell any story that, uh, that you feel like you need to tell. So... We can recap the week real quick and uh, talk about some other games of, of interest. It was interesting to see the Cats play as well as they did against Alabama. They, that first half, or the first half of the first half against Alabama was a struggle to watch. But I think the crowd really got the Cats uh, back into that game. And, you know, the Cats put it on the tide. Shibway decided to uh, be a man inside. And that game, even though it was a nine-point game at the end, it never felt that close uh, from about the 15-minute mark uh, down to the end of the game. So a fun game to watch. You just weren't sure uh, how that game was going to go in the first 10 minutes. And then... Ironically, the LSU game happens on Tuesday or on uh, Wednesday for the Cats, and basically the uh, same mo by the Cats. They give up a big lead. They were down 11 uh, in the first half, and then suddenly Bryce Hopkins, my friend, where have you been? <laughs> oh my goodness! He comes off the bench. Has 13 points, some boards. I mean, the guy was just, he was just fun to watch. And you love it when a freshman gets an opportunity in a big game uh, like that, and he makes the most of his opportunity. You could tell that uh, Cal was fired up. That crowd was just unbelievable at Rupp Arena on Wednesday. And as the Cats moved closer and closer and closer to uh, LSU in that game, the crowd just got louder and louder. And when I believe it was Grady that hit the three from the corner, that just about tore the roof off the place. 
and uh, several of the Cats players have said that they had never heard Rupp Arena that loud. So good for the Rupp Arena crowd getting into that game. Good for the Cats for hanging with it. Now, in fairness, they trailed by 11 in the first half. They had a 15-point lead with three minutes left in that game. And then things got interesting. Um, just as a sidebar, uh, the line in that game was 7.5. The Cats were giving 7.5. So at the 3 14 mark, you're probably trying to figure out where you're going to spend all that cash that you've made by um, giving LSU seven and a half points. And lo and behold, that game ends up to be a lot closer than that. And it was a nail biter that last minute. Uh, there were just some, some bad mistakes made in that game. And a couple things stood out. Number one, the 12 turnovers that the Cats had. 12 turnovers were turned into 25 points by the LSU Tigers. And rolling into the tournament, you can't have those kinds of statistics. Now, in fairness, as I mentioned earlier, um, Ty Ty Washington and uh, Wheeler were both out uh, for that game. And, you know, that's, that's going to be your more steady guard play. You're relying on Mintz and Grady uh, to run that offense. Probably not something they're accustomed to. They're more shooters. Uh, Ty Ty can, can run that for you. So we'll see. Um, you know, there's no harm in leaving those guys uh, on the bench the rest of the season, I don't believe anyway. Uh, the Cats are going to be in the top four going into the SEC tournament, so they're going to be playing on Friday. I think a healthier Cats team is going to be absolutely dangerous, and I'm sure – Coach Cal wants those guys as healthy as possible. Huge game on Saturday, but we'll talk more about that um, in a little bit. Always have to talk about the Auburn Tigers. We mentioned this last week, uh, Auburn going down to Alligator Alley to play, and Florida had something for them. Florida definitely had something for them. That was a fun game uh, to watch, and... They tried to blow it at the end, but uh, missed shot or missed opportunity by Auburn at the end of that game uh, gives Florida the W. Now, here's one of my points of bitterness this week, and that is that Florida, the institution, got fined $50,000 because the students stormed the floor after the Auburn W. So there's two points of bitterness here. Number one, that Florida got fined, and number two, hey, it was Auburn, shouldn't it be excused? Or, as Tosh has referred to many times this year, is it because it was Auburn that Florida got fined? The love for Auburn by the SEC office is just, I mean, yeah, you could say conspiracy theory, but, <laughs> man, these guys are getting pampered wherever they go. Cannot wait for the big tournament to start because, I think the real Auburn is going to show up. And I apologize to Charles Barkley in advance uh, for that. So we're going, to take our, we're going to take a break right here and regroup. And when we come back, number one, I'll tell you what beer I'm drinking. Number two, we'll talk about the upcoming Saturday schedule. And if there's anything else that comes up between now and then, we'll talk about it. This is S-U-L. 
welcome to segment two of tonight's SUL. Coming to you live from Beer Brewery in Carmel. And a little bit about Beer Brewery, and it's B-I-E-R Brewery. I mean, it's a genius name, no matter what you think about it. That's what they do, Beer Brewery. And one of the reasons I like them is that they are not as IPA heavy as a lot of uh, some of the craft brewers around uh, this area, or any area for that matter, tend to be. They have a great lineup. And what I'm drinking tonight is their coffee porter. And it's super delicious. You can taste the coffee. It's definitely a porter. And it's smooth at a 5% alcohol. So this is number two for, for the evening. And uh, it's just a great, great beer. Uh, their brown is also one of my favorites. And then they've got a Kolsch that is just out of this world. They do have IPAs. Um, which are good. Tosh could tell you that for sure. But a little bit about these guys. They started in 2010. They were located in an office park over off 65th and Benford here in Indianapolis. And if you didn't know where they were, you would never find them. And it was always fun to go in there when they were starting because they probably had 18 different beers uh, that they were sampling at any one time and they wanted you to try them all and uh, good heavens by the time you got done sampling you were like hey I need a minute here because I need to gather myself but uh, the Connors do a great job of, of brewing and we like to support them when we can so that's Beer Brewery up in Carmel or over on 65th Street you can find their beers around uh, Indianapolis um, took some guests here a couple weeks ago and they really did enjoy themselves so um, one of the great finds in in Indiana uh, to be sure so let's talk about what we got coming up this week Um, for the most part a fairly light schedule but you know me I like to pick the game of the week and this week it is definitely the Cats at Arkansas that's a two o'clock game on Saturday a lot on the line. Uh, if Arkansas could pull this off, this is the only time these two have met this year. So if Arkansas pulls it off, they would have the upper hand on the Cats and the tiebreaker said they would be number two. But more than likely, these two teams are going to face each other in the SEC tournament. You know, the real question, and uh, Tosh can speak to this more than I can, but the real question is going to be, are the Cats going to have Wheeler and Washington back? I don't think they're going to come back for this. I think an extra game uh, sitting out is, is, is really going to help the Cats in the long run. Uh, I, I think Coach Cal might be a little bit gun-shy because when Washington got hurt in that, um, I believe it was the Tennessee game where he played a little bit and went down, kind of made him nervous. I'm sure it made uh, Washington nervous. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I like the fact that the Cats proved they could uh, battle back against LSU without Wheeler and Washington and win that game. So that is definitely the game of the week. Uh, Shibway, unstoppable. Got to be, I mean, if he doesn't win player of the year, I am going to have some serious questions. So, and I don't mean just in the SEC. I mean the national player of the year. Who has been better? And, you know, talk amongst yourselves, but you tell me who's been better. There's another good game. Auburn is at Tennessee. Now, 
I don't know if Rick Barnes, i.e. Todd Crane, uh, is going to have enough to get this done. But I'll tell you what, if the Tennessee team that shows up at home that showed up against Kentucky um, two weeks ago, things are going to get interesting. Um, the reason I say that is if Auburn has another loss, now I think you start to look at them as not being that number one seed uh, in the NCAA tournament. Now, that granted, they still have to go through the SEC tournament. I get that. And a lot of things can happen. They're only going to have to play two games, so, you know, they more than likely they're going to win those two games. But if Tennessee pulls this one off at home, then I think there's some real questions as to whether Auburn should be um, the number one seeded team. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about who you would make that number one team if Auburn were to lose that game. And then, of course, there's got to be the game of intrigue. <laughs> so this week, the game of intrigue for me is South Carolina out at Alabama. Those two teams are tied in the SEC for the fifth spot. Frank Martin has got those guys rolling right now. Um, I don't know. That's a testament to his coaching style and his leadership ability. He has just taken them to another level the last four games. And it, it hasn't been a bit against the best competition, but it's the SEC. So he's got them rolling. Let's see if they can take that momentum into Alabama, whose momentum is going the other way right now, and um, see what happens there. So that's a late-night game, or not late-night, but a late game in the SEC. It's a 6 o'clock game. Uh, you got to be on the SEC network to get that one, whereas the Cats-Arkansas game will be national on CBS, and then um, Auburn at Tennessee is a 4 o'clock game on uh, ESPN. So that's what's coming up on Saturday. Like I said, you know, the last two Saturdays, home teams are 6-1. and one. So I don't know if that trend is going to continue, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is the NCAA tournament right around the corner, my favorite time of the year. Uh, a lot of people that I know, it's their favorite time of the year as well. Let's talk about the Auburn Tigers being a number one seed. I have to think they are the fourth number one seed. At best, they're the third number one seed. I hate to say that Kansas is ahead of them because of what the Cats, the Wildcats of Kentucky did to Kansas a few weeks ago, but more than likely that's, that's gonna be the case. So if you pull the Auburn Tigers out of that, there's a couple of teams ready to step in and be that number one seed. Purdue could fill that void, Baylor could do that, and then an outside chance, I think, depending on how they do in their conference tournament, the Cats could be that fourth number one seed. And that's why I think we may not see Wheeler and Washington this week, but rather in the SEC tournament. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I am rooting for the Vols this week. I'm not betting on the Vols, but I am, I am uh, I'm gonna root for them and uh, hope for the best. So looking at uh, the NCAA, staying with the NCAA tournament, I told you I had another point of bitterness this week about 
uh, that, and it's that Arkansas has a lower predicted seed than Alabama, and yet Arkansas has taken care of Alabama this year. So, I mean, it's not a real big point of bitterness, but I think that the Hogs deserve a better projected seed. I I would say they're, they're at least a four. Alabama's definitely a five or a six, depending on the game this weekend. At worst, Alabama's going to be a six. At worst, Arkansas is going to be a five in that tournament. Does it matter? Yeah, it kind of does. Um, because that five uh, is going to end up playing that four if, if, uh, if both win. Um, if you're the six and you're ending up playing the three. So, yeah, it, it kind of does matter. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, again, Saturday is going to be a telltale day. There's only, Like we said before, there's only three games left in this uh, conference season, so now's the time to make a statement. It would be so interesting to see Arkansas go 2-1 and one and, um, you know, Alabama do the same 2-1 and one and, and see what happens. That, the SEC tournament, heck, on a bad year, it's a blast to watch. This year, oh, my God, you got to lock down and watch this thing. So come up with your excuse for missing work or take your work home. This is one of the positive things about COVID is you're able to watch a lot of basketball at home while doing, and I'm doing the air quotes thing here, work while basketball's on your TV. I know, amazing. Think about it, folks. It can happen. So if I could read my notes here, I've got one final, one final thing to talk about. And, oh, heck, I can't even read my own writing. So, anyway, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. It's a little bit of a short show here tonight. I appreciate you hanging with me tonight. Um, it's not nearly as much fun doing the show uh, without Tosh, but we'll get him back next week and uh, make sure he's ready to roll. We really do appreciate you guys listening. If you like what you hear, feel free to follow and share. And, you know, one of the things that we like to close with is a little bit of inspiration at the end. Um, Folks, (laughs) live your life. Don't let it live you. There's a lot of benefit in that. Think about that. Do it. And uh, Andy, Missy, we're always thinking about you guys. This is SUL. We will see you next week.